Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Recall the Midwife. We are three best friends and super fans of Call the Midwife and we've decided to re-watch every single episode and discuss it. Today we are watching Series 6, Episode 8, Why Not Watch Along With Us? I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. And a reminder that this week's episode deals with serious illness, death and dying. So if those topics are ones you would prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. In this week's episode, Sheila is nearing her due date and Nurse Crane helps her to see that it's time to step back from work. Sheila has to decide which midwife will deliver her baby and she chooses sister Julianne, who delivers a baby boy. Barbara gets news from home that her father has taken up a mission post in New Guinea and will be gone for three years which means that she and Tom are forced to bring forward their wedding so that Barbara's father can officiate. Barbara has only three weeks to make all of the arrangements. She struggles to make her own dress so the midwives and nuns have a whip round to buy Barbara a ready-to-wear dress. Barbara asks Nurse Crane to be her bridesmaid. The family planning clinic opens and we meet Wilma Goddins who decides to start taking the contraceptive pill after returning to work following her third child. Wilma is going to be working for Constanza selling corsets but she starts to feel unwell and experiences a blood clot a side effect of the pill and she's hospitalized Trixie's on secondment and she makes sure that her daughters are able to say goodbye before she passes meanwhile Violet is suffering because of the menopause and following Barbara and Tom's nuptials Patsy returns to Poplar that synopsis at the end there was a lot going on I was just like and this happens and this happens and this happens <laughs> it was guys. a very building episode ready for the next for, for Christmas like the end of season kind of let's tie a lot of loose ends yeah because I also, was just like Sheila's having a baby and she has a boy <laughs> <laughs> well also 
girls this this really felt like event television right like this is like a series finale like boom we are doing a lot I was watching this and I was like oh my gosh I'm like well wow they're really laying the groundwork for Barbara and Tom's wedding and the Christmas special and then all of a sudden I was like oh my god they're married like just yes, so same. much was so much ha- I, well, again like a bell I'm constantly ringing but like so much happened in this episode and I just felt like it just got bigger and bigger and bigger like I thought Sheila was going to deliver in the next episode she delivered in this one like just my gosh a lot happened and actually Sheila was the only expectant mother in this episode yeah yeah, yeah that's was. true also I mean another another thing I always have to say I cry- I cried instantly I cried throughout the whole episode <laughs> I was crying happy tears and sad tears I was just alternating like a lot as we were going through it I mean oh my gosh the emotions were just so high for me this this week like everything just felt like off the charts I, oh man anyways should we start by talking about Wilma Goddens yeah sure. oh Wilma lovely glamorous Wilma and Trevor who was really hapless and really quite <laughs> Gormless, if I'm honest. Yeah, he was kind of a bit of a loaf of bread type of a guy. Sorry. Like she was really starting to get back in a groove as well after having three. So she had three daughters. Trevor always thought he was going to. She was going to give him a boy. Yeah. She was like, Gail, nope. Gail, the youngest, was going to go with her sister. I just think Gail as a baby name makes me laugh. I don't know why. I just It's obviously an adult name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, can we just say, though, because I, I, I watched the episode this morning and I watched the episode this morning and they start the Wilma Godden's storyline by kind of giving us the intro that a contraceptive option is going to open at the family clinic around in another office on the side of the same building but they're going to direct the women to go through like a side door to get yeah. into it and you know they have a lot and they're and but sister julian gives them the news after sister monica joan complains that wh- what is it english muffins or crumpets or crumpets are cold crumpets are cold and everything and she's like there was a delay in in the time between toasting and serving with because our because our blessing was too long and the look that sister julian gives she's like well okay and she just moves right <laughs> my right along but it was like I think I wrote like side eye in my notes because she almost always never does that but the thing is then they introduce the contraceptive clinic and sister Julian is you can tell has very very mixed feelings about it but all the all the young girls all the midwives are very excited they think it's a great idea and they kind of debate like whether you know the women should be allowed to come in the front considering family planning yeah, is all the same it's like a shame and, thing they shouldn't be shamed right and, and it, only married women like- can get it anyway yeah, it is like it's it's almost like a backstreet thing by the fact that they have to go round the back to the back entrance to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they also have to be married or about to get married in order to actually get any exactly. access to the contraceptive clinic. So it's actually ridiculous. Yeah, because crazy. Barbara goes. She well, we're going to get there, but yes, she does. <laughs> But then, but then, so the contraceptive clinic is kind of the set piece, and then Wilma tells really. I hope a very rare story in this in this whole contraceptive journey that we're all beginning at this point in 1962. But yeah, yeah it was, was a, a bit really... weird. I, I didn't know when I first watched this years ago. I was a bit confused. I've watched it now and I realised they're just trying to tell the story that they're that the the young n- nuns were excited about it, but actually there are some downfalls kind of to it for women's health as well. Yeah, yeah. because they were thinking it was a miracle. But like, I didn't know if they were trying to say that she'd taken them wrong and that's why she got a blood clot. And I know they said because obviously they had a scene where her and Trevor were on the on the new sofa christening the new sofa. Also, uh. how rank was that scene about the uh, the old sofa <laughs> when like my granddad died, my dad died on this, and my granddad died on this, and when I'm downwind, I can sometimes catch wind of it I'm like (laughs) but he still wanted to go go on the sofa do you know what I mean he still wanted to love it yeah but um, anyway 
yeah, they showed her after after they had been amorous on the uh, new sofa because of her Constanza Corsetia. You know, yeah, success. exactly. But they were saying that it, she they showed a scene of her taking the pill then, and they were it was like she looked panicked, like oh, I forgot to take it today, kind of thing. I don't know if they were trying to say she'd taken too much or not. I don't know. Well, she did. I don't. She I took, don't think she took too much. No, she did. She took two. She took two in that in that moment, but she was already yeah. like indicating that she was having pains like prior to having yeah. taken two. Like, yeah, yeah. The second one might have just accelerated it, but like she was gonna be sick no matter what. I mean, she was already feeling really bad anyway. And I and I I mean it was it was tough because it's like contraceptive pills are a huge thing, like a really, really wonderful thing, but they're obviously your side effects and they're very serious. And this was you know, the beginning of this medication coming onto the market. So I'm sure there were side effects that they hadn't kind of realized were going to be a feature of that medication for some people. Well, and... Also on the, on the actual, when the, she first went in, she went into the doctor and the, the doctor was, she was asking questions basically. It's like, is it like opening a bank account? Do I need his permission? Yeah. Which, <laughs> my, my mind was blown. I forgot about that. Like we obviously have spoken about it before you, but you just forget. How they could have a bank account without a husband's permission. And then the doctor was like, you don't even oh, need his knowledge. crazy. Drives me crazy. <laughs> Which, like, thank God, because, you know, the thing is, like, and this is what I was thinking about later, because Trevor is such a nice husband. Like, he genuinely is, like, a sweet man, right? But at the same time, she says, I didn't want him to, I don't want him to know, because he thinks he's going to get a son, but, like, that's just not going to happen. Like, I'm done with babies. Like, I've had three children. I want to live my life. Like, I'm, I'm ready to do this. And you just kind of wonder, like, they couldn't even, ha- like, she didn't even feel that they could have a conversation about it. Well, exactly. I mean, she- so was, was he that good? Well, that that's my point, is that, like, even, like, even like quote a very sweet like nice loving husband still there's not the space to even have that conversation in like in like a productive meaningful way because if he overrides her i mean then she's really gonna be sneaking behind his back or she's gonna do what he says which like both are bad you know so i will say though he did say something that was a bit like is he that nice he said you look beautiful like when you were younger so basically (laughs) (laughs) you look beautiful like when you were you, oh yeah, you're old now. You've got a bit of makeup on. You look a bit better than normal. Like when we used to get up to no good on this sofa, and then she's like, "The one my granddad died on." He's like, "Yeah, come here." <laughs> she's like, "Nope, sorry, I'm not interested." Yeah. But the thing was, is that like she was getting her joie de vie back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's like, you oh, know, she's like, she's like, you know, as 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 Costanza staff, like I have to wear makeup. Like I have to be a good representative for and the she was company. A good, she was a good salesperson when she, she saw it. Of course, it. She was amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, is Costanza a real brand or is that just made up for the show? Well, I think I've... No, it's got to be a real brand. I don't buy corsets, generally. Uh... Well, but I mean, but like, you know, like, I just wondered if that was like, if they just chose that. Because they reference other real places and I just didn't know if they might, if that was a big enough company that they just... Do you know what I thought they meant? Do you remember George Costanza in Seinfeld? That's what it reminded me of. Becky, are you looking it up? Becky can look it up while we talk. Yeah, exactly. No, you need to edit this because we'll get criticism. They don't even do their research. <laughs> you know what, guys? You get this afraid tough. <laughs> Listen to us Googling live. Um, you get what you get. Well, I well, will say this. Like, like the corsets were kind of making me laugh in a way because if I'm thinking of like, if I'm thinking of corsets from that time, even when she was describing the one that she was trying to sell to Violet, where it has like all these ventilations and like, you know, bits and everything that are opened up and stuff. I, I know what those materials are. Like, it's a lot of polyester mesh, you know, nylon, you know, mesh, like stretch a- as much as you can. And then, you know, but there doesn't really, but like elastic is really not a thing at that time. Like true, like elasticated fabrics, like didn't come on the market until like the 1970s and so like you're gonna have a lot of very like rigid pieces and parts to that 
girdle and like even if it's you know try to make it more comfortable for you know all the hot flashes and everything like that and like you know what is what's the word she uses in there like delicate under framing or something you know like a way yeah. to like basically refer to your you know and um <laughs> i just thought the carriage yeah exactly i was like she's still gonna be sweating so badly in that thing like just well, not you know, wearing it at all would be way this better this was a very this was a very um girdle heavy episode because yeah. yes it was because when barbara was wedding dress shopping yeah nurse crane referenced it we'll talk about that later so anyway oh, so sorry I back think I to some wedding dress well oh, back bummer. to wilma anyway. she decided not to tell trevor about it but she still wanted to go ahead so she got the pills and she kept them in her bag because she was like he'll never go through them and can i just say my husband refuses to go through my handbag he said it's just it's just disgusting <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i won't be able to find anything it's horrible he just gives it to me to get me to find something or even look in it it's like it's ranked I'm like, all right calm anyway. down jeez. yeah so anyway not that bad it's not that bad to be fair um anyway wilma yeah so she gets and puts them in the handbag anyway she she spends the night on the sofa with uh with trevor and they basically wake up and they're like oh we've got to get ready ah. she will go like wait wait wait, wait. girls I'm sorry, not to be rude to like Trevor, but I don't know what time they started on the sofa, but they did all the stuff they did and then they fell asleep and like fully took a nap. And then by the time they woke up, the, the end of the show was playing. She's like, oh, it's the epilogue. No, I'm no, like, no, no, the epilogue. I think that means like, I thought that meant that that's what went on the telly because telly stopped at a certain time. Oh, does it mean something different? Yeah, I think it meant that the that, that TV had stopped for the night. They oh, didn't so have programs like, so through the night or anything. So it was like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like maybe like 60 or 90 minutes later. And I'm like, well, wow, y'all got through that pretty quick. Like, you know, but then you like woke <laughs> up, you know. But also it looked like the most uncomfortable sofa. Oh, I don't know how they managed it on that. For two people no idea. to get up to what they got up to and I then know. take a nap on it. Well, the, nap, not... the napping's more shocking, let's be honest. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's not even a deep sofa. The cushioning looked very minimal. And then it had those really like that curved wooden frame, which like beautiful Scandinavian design. Like I'm with her on that, but you're not going to be able to rest your head on there. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, well, good so on anyway. you. So Wilma wakes up. She looks like absolute hell. The next morning, when the kids are all crying or getting oh. ready for school, whatever, she oh, looks she's horrific. Gray. She looks. She's throwing cornflakes all over the shop. She looked like me yesterday morning after me uh, me work to do on the <laughs> Friday night. I felt like hell. <laughs> anyway, so she gets rushed to hospital, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Trixie's there because she's on secondment. Luckily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, it was it was just really sad. Oh, so terrible. they nearly threw a tracheotomy because she was stopping breathing them, but they didn't know actually what was wrong. They thought maybe she'd had a stroke because mm. they didn't obviously know about the pill. Because obviously, I don't, would it be on her records? No, there's no I mean, electronic you... records either, is there? In those days, yeah, but I mean, you would think it would be on their records, but between there would probably be a delay between the hospital. But then you'd think Doctor Turner would go and look at her records. Yeah, maybe well, anyway, it just wasn't fast enough. It just, yeah. I don't know, maybe it just, they, they so that's know. why Trixie was asking. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't know. They asked Trevor, and he was like, "No, we want a son." Well, little did he know, and. So anyway, so they said to, it got really awful. She, They had to perform a tracheotomy and they were basically like, look, Mr. What was Goddens, you're going to have to get the kids. Anyone you want to say goodbye, you need to get them here now, kind of thing. Oof. And I really did think she was going to recover when I first watched this. I thought she was going to be okay too. And he said, oh, she's, she's, you know, she's into God. We need to get someone. So they got Tom because, you know, that's exactly who you need in a situation like this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just, just, just before his wedding, he's doing that. And, to be fair to him, 
he might have been grateful. Trevor, I don't know. So anyway, Trixie did the makeup for Mrs. Godden. She was basically doing the Undertaker's a favour. She did a great job. She did. She did. Mm-hmm. She Which I thought really actually was very, very kind of her because obviously Wilma had done makeup course, a grooming course with Costanza and she, she looked she looked amazing to be fair. I went the whole way through. So I thought that was really lovely the way she did that. The scene where the children's came in for a cuddle and to say goodnight. Oh, killed me, girls. killed me, killed me, killed me. Oh, I was sobbing. I was absolutely sobbing. It was so heartbreaking. Same. Same, the way that the way same. that they both like put their little hands out and the older girl put it out and then kind of pulled it back and then like very gingerly just like touched her mom's forehead. Oh my lord! I, was... I just tell you though, I was thinking about this. I would not not that my daughter was going to do it. I would not want my daughter being an actress, even acting that scene out. It would make me too upset and make her too upset. I just mm. think kudos to those little kids for that amazing acting there because oh yeah yeah. Well, on that note, I have. An appropriate story, which is it's the new series of The Crown, isn't it? And Dominic West is is it Dominic West that plays Prince Charles? Prince Charles, yeah, Asia. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So his son in real life played William in an earlier series of The Crown, and he hadn't had any acting experience. Obviously, a bit of nepotism there. He <laughs> <laughs> he did audition and first. William. And they then invited him back to play William in the current series of The Crown that's just been released. And Dominic West told him that he couldn't do it because there was no way he could act the scenes with his own son where he has to tell him that his mother's died. What he's saying is his son couldn't handle the acting because he wasn't very good. (laughs) What? what, um, No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Well, my no, I get is, that. That'd be like way divert... too close to home. Way too close to home. I totally get that. Well, and not to divert to like a crown podcast now but basically like the kid they got to play William and Harry Harry kind of medium or whatever but the kid they got to play William like for this series it like looks pretty pretty a lot like him you know what I mean like I don't know what Dominic West's son looks like but I don't know that he would have been as good of a match you know for that as well like if he would have also, aged just enough let's just time, really quickly think. divert to the crown Princess Diana in this one is ridiculously good Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And she's she just looks like her. Exactly like but her. But not just look like her. She sounds just like she's got a mannerism. Bang on. She's got everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it like truly comes. I mean, it, it was Watch wild. out like, for the uh, the podcast we're doing on The Crown in a few years' time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll cover that whole show. Oh, man. The other oh, thing man. that killed me was Violet going with the navy ribbons for the girl. She's like, oh. the favoured navy. And oh, just oh. killed me. It was so kind oh. of her and so lovely. Because obviously, Violet had quite a lot to do with her just before her death as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what broke my heart, though, is that that dad isn't going to raise those kids because they're going to get yeah. palmed off. On a on an aunt or yeah. Well, well sister, I just thought... her sister was taking Gail while she went back to work, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. I just thought, Ber- what's his what was his name? Bernie. Trevor. Trevor. He he's gonna like try and fail. Sorry. I mean, he'll like try to be a good dad, and he like will love the girls. But I'm like, he's yeah, but- either he's either he's gonna get re- remarried really fast, and it's gonna be like stepmom city, and then he's gonna do the exact same thing to the new lady that he did to Wilma, which is like, okay, you're full time mom. On the like, sofa. I'm I'm just gonna like literally sit on the sofa and then boff you there every once in a while when I feel up to it or whatever. But then like, if he doesn't go that route, then it's gonna just be him. Just I mean, the oldest daughter is gonna turn into basically like a surrogate mother, and then yeah. she's gonna raise the two girls, like get some help from the aunt, like make it work, and then she's gonna just want to see the backside of her dad basically like when she becomes an adult i'm sure of it 
it just it's just not going to go well it's just not going to go well like he's he's just not he's just not well, he's a man that. in the early 60s they weren't well, they, men didn't bring children up and and she even says she's like you're even old-fashioned for now you yeah. know what i mean like he said something about something and she was like well oh oh that was the thing she was making dinner or she was making his lunch for the next day and she says oh i ran out of bread so like i can't make you a sandwich and he says well uh, i don't have to I don't, I don't eat lunch until 12 so you can just bring it to me tomorrow before that and <laughs> she says no i'm not doing that She's like, you'll get corned beef and hash, or and you'll like it. You know what I mean? And then she's like, "Oh, aren't you old-fashioned by half or something?" I, again, I don't know. But anyways, and so she's even calling him like behind the times for 1962. Yeah. So Lord knows, like, no, 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 no. Also, no. on this, when Trixie was doing the makeup, she found the pills in her bag. Yeah. So they that's how they. It. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, because we touched on it earlier when we said, obviously, we know now that if you're on the pill, you get your blood pressure monitored. Yeah. But when you read the safety, I mean, you should never really read it. But when you read the leaflet that comes with any medication, it obviously lists all of the possible side effects. And that's because somebody has recorded those side effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, when it there were safety issues, and it's only off the back of people like Wilma, who've suffered blood clots, that they obviously know that that's a cause. Well, I'm 42. Yeah. And I went to the doctor's and they were talking about different things because I get horrible headaches and stuff. And they were like, we don't need to go on the pill because you're too old. Oh. They didn't want me on the pill over 40. Oh. And it's obviously for health risks from that kind of thing. Obviously, she wasn't. She was a horrible, horrible anomaly, but, you know. Oh, gosh. And it's really serious medication. It's really serious medication. And from what I can tell, Constanza was a genuine course of tears. It was. Yeah. Well, from what I can tell, I can there's there's Constanza course, it's out there, but I can't tell if the company still exists or it's a Constanza style corset that's still out there. Yeah, I saw the Constanza style ones. Yeah, but for anybody who's about to post a comment criticizing us for looking things upon the podcast, Paul Wilmer. (laughs) go to the library to look up the contraceptive pill so we shouldn't take for granted the power of the internet yeah think about how much information we wouldn't even be able to give you at all if we had to go physically look it up then we would just speaking of information do you remember last week when we couldn't remember the name of the friend of Rhoda yes in the hospital oh yeah I thought you know what I'm actually going to do this so the name of the episode is an ode to Lydia Rhoda's Rhoda Bullock's pal because I was like I'm going to find it out Lydia I said Liz, nearly. Anyway, <laughs> which storyline are we doing next, Bex? Sheila. Oh, another one that had me sobbing. Like, just And I crying. think we can, I mean, none of us are pregnant, but I think we can all sympathise when Sheila's suffering from her hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. For people who don't know, we message each other constantly being like, I am so hormonal. <laughs> I actually thought to myself today, I'm acting so crazy. And then I was like, oh, I'm gone my period. Well, every time I just have like outlandish rage because like literally nothing happened. I'm always giving you two status updates like, girls, I was about to burn my house down because one thing went wrong. My problem is I'm like that 30 days a month. So I don't know if it is my period. <laughs> my favorite thing in this in this episode about Nurse Crane, so Sheila gets a bit emotional. And Nurse Crane says, Sheila, would you join me in the kitchen? I want your opinion on a mother who isn't doing what she ought. <laughs> and this just... annoyed me because Sheila's missed three checkups. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I, mean, I said the audacity, the audacity to miss three routine checkups. I know. Because Sheila wouldn't, I don't care that she's a midwife. Yeah. She wouldn't tolerate that from an expectant mother. She really wouldn't. She wouldn't tolerate it if it was another nurse, would she? Mm-mm. no 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 i mean the thing that's the thing that's so wild is like phyllis 
says so compassionately to Sheila, you know, you have to just let go and give yourself over to this pregnancy. You, yeah. you, you know, you've, you've been kind of holding it at arm's length for so long, just like it's happening to you, but you're not kind of changing anything about your life. But now is the time where you really just have to give in. And I just, yeah. and it was just, it, just the way she said it, I thought was so sensitive and it, and wise. I mean, Phyllis is so great. So, you know, I, nothing surprising there, but I just, it was just a beautiful way of saying it, I thought. And Sheila really took it on board. She immediately was, you know, was like, I'm going home. I'm going to rest. I'm going to, you know, stop working and all that kind of stuff. And, and then although after that though, she, Phyllis talked to her about, you know, who's going to deliver your baby. She's like, it's one of the few perks that we have in this business. And so then Sheila comes back in. And, and- before we go on to this really quick, because okay. we want to talk about this. I just want to say really quick, Dr. Turner trying to get her baby at hospital really annoyed me. That is literally the exact opposite of the brand he has. They've tried to stop them closing the maternity home and getting people to go to hospital. And he's saying, have the baby in the hospital. What? And I know what they're trying well, to see, say, because he's worried, because he's his own, you know, because it's his own family and stuff. But that really annoyed me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's that's pretty hypocritical. Anyway, yeah. sorry, carry on. Who no. did she use, Jen? Well, so she walks in and she kind of makes this big pronouncement because all the ladies are in the, I don't know what the room is called, but it's basically the the room where they have all their supplies and they pack their bags and they get their orders for the day and everything. And she walks in and says, uh, you know, this is a big decision. And I, you know, I, I thought a lot about who I want to help deliver my baby. And so I've chosen. And then she like pivots and she says, Sister Julianne. But the look on Phyllis's face that I she know. was like so excited and expecting that it was going to be her. And then when she hears Sister Julianne's name, it's almost like she like lost the Academy Award or something, you know? she just she's like trying so hard to be gracious but she's really struggling with it if honest though why did she think it was going to be it like I know. don't get me wrong but she's really amazing and they're great mates and everything but the history that sister julianne and her have literally angela's middle name is julianne why yeah. did you think it was going to be you yeah well they've been they've been just through everything together i mean exactly. yeah like and any other choice would have been absolutely honestly crazy but at the same time like i think phyllis wants to belong you know like i think she wants to really feel like a member of the community with these with these women and you know and I think she didn't maybe feel the same. I mean, the thing is, so I'll just jump ahead. So separate from Sheila's thing, then Barbara notices how Phyllis is looking at that moment. Yeah. And you can tell that she is kind of like, well, what can I do? You know, how can I help? Like, I feel really bad for her. Not feel bad for her, but she just is very sympathetic. She's a very empathetic, you know, person. And so then Phyllis is doing her crazy exercises in her bedroom where she's like swinging her arms around and like kicking her legs and all this kind of stuff. And Barbara comes in and says, can I talk to you? And she says, well, no, I have this busy evening planned. Like the the biggest part of which is these exercises and I really can't stop. Canadian, so Barbara, the Canadian Air Force. Yeah, the <laughs> Canadian Air Force routine, exactly. And so Barbara it just realized she's like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. Like, we don't have to have her, like, paying attention to me. And she says, I want to ask you something really important or, like, a really big favor or something like that. And she says, will you be my bridesmaid? And it totally stops Phyllis in her tracks. But do you think that she asked Phyllis because she could see she was disappointed? I think she would have asked Phyllis any like once she really started thinking who she was going to have for her bridesmaid. Yeah, I think that was just a scene to kind of show her a disappointment because I don't think she actually would have been that disappointed normally. I think they've done that to kind of been like she does have a place in this community and it's with Barbara. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, we'll Anton, we don't. I don't want to leave this point because I really want to get back to Sheila because Becky texted me before and said. Oh, right, right, right. Who would you have? She said, we need to ask in the podcast, who would you have she out of all the both midwives? both of us, okay? It wasn't just only you, okay? <laughs> I, meant, I meant us, all right, I meant us. Who would you have as your midwife? Oh, midwife, midwife to deliver your baby for you. Now, out of this choice babies. right now, but then I've got a second question for you. And I think okay. both of your answers are going to be very, very easy on this, but mine's going to be harder. My second okay. question is for you. 
is out of us three, who would you have as your midwife? Oh, okay. So wait, do we? So we're gonna pick our call the midwife midwife first, yeah. and then we're gonna pick our recall the midwife midwife second. Yes. Okay. So Bex, do you want to go first? So I would have Nurse Crane. Ooh. That's a good choice. That actually yeah. would fit your fit you fit you in your style very well. Yeah, I, think. I just feel like Nurse Crane. I just think I would feel most relaxed with Nurse Crane. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see myself as the Barbara to Nurse Crane. <laughs> <laughs> and out of you two, Alex, you would be you exactly your four. Exactly. Your yeah, choice I, is easy. Mine's the I, actual hard Sophie's choice. Yeah, I feel I feel like both you and I, Bex, have a really easy decision, <laughs> and we'll just choose each other. <laughs> but actually, I'm not great because I was walking home from work once, and I did happen upon somebody who'd come off his bike and he'd really badly cut his chin, and a load of he needed stitches. And we were just trying to work out. He was on his way to a works do after work. And we were trying to get hold of somebody. Like we stopped to help. We were trying to ring people for him. We were like, well, I think you do need stitches. And then partway through, I was like, I am not okay with the blood. And <laughs> <laughs> to go off to one side and sit down. That's actually making my decision a little bit easier. Also, yeah, I think so- you might be a bit harsh with me. I think you might be like, shut up and just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I do, th- yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I think it would just be Jen. And Jen really is screwed because if she got either of us, I don't think it would be great. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, see, Bex, I could see being the kind of one that, like, if she, like, everything would be pristine. Like, you would have, like, yeah. folded the sheets a certain type of way. The pillows would be crisp. You'd have all the instruments lined up. They would be I think glistening. She'd be very, very like, capable. They... I do think she'd be very capable. Yeah, my decision, I think until too, she told yeah. me that story then, my decision was very, very hard. But yeah. then she's just told me that story. So I'm like, oh, actually, I don't want someone fainting. Also, do you yeah. think I, I wouldn't hand the baby over instantly, would I? I'd be like, oh, no, she's... you would just keep the baby. Oh, you literally <laughs> just run off with the baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> baby snatch. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> me and Alex have gone to visit friends before who've got a baby. I was like, I'm gonna hold this baby 90% of the time. And I'm like, You're like, it's not fair. And she's like, Oh, deal with it. Bex is like, you can look at the baby. That's all you can do. The only thing you can do is look. I get to hold the baby. Okay, who so would Alex, you have who, oh. who would your I've thought long and hard about this? And I think it was between Nurse Crane and Julie, Sister Julianne, basically. Do you know who else I think would be really good, though? Well, obviously Barbara, obviously Valerie. I thought and... you would take Barbara. Well, I do love Barbara, but then I think, do I want her rather than Julianne? I just think they'd make me feel really bad about myself physically. <laughs> <laughs> At least no, that was Julianne... part of my decision. I'd be like, I'd be fine with Nurse Crane seeing my food. Yeah, exactly. Uh, say, well, I don't know if you know, fine with fine is a, a broad term. That's a yeah. very, um, very but I think term. maybe do you know what? I'm going to say Sister Julianne because she's just so calm. Yeah, yeah. she is. I need that. And when I was in labor, I was just shouting for them to just make me have a cesarean. And I just think Nurse Crane might shout and make me cry. So I'm going to go with Sister Julianne. <laughs> and then have you decided which one of the two of us you want? You, because Bex just talked herself out of it, saying oh, she couldn't okay. handle blood. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. I we promise I will deliver famous. your. I will promise to deliver your baby safely and then not immediately take it. That is my that is my solemn vow. <laughs> oh yeah, and she's an abductor. So <laughs> baby Yeah, snatches. I've not I mean this none of this is proved. <laughs> I, I might step up and be really good, but I actually do well, think you would step up and be good. It was only that story. I think that you would too. I think you yeah. would too. You would like you would have initial panic and then you'd be like, Nope, we're getting this done. Like I'm yeah. doing it. And then you would just you would Probably focus and get right into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> like someone else would come in and be like, oh, thank God. And they'd be like, yeah, you did a good job. And you're like, nope, I'm gone. I'm out of here. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> okay. So my my choice for, for my called midwife midwife is absolutely Sister Julianne. No, no question about it. Like I am just a hardcore stand for her. She is solidly my favorite. I love her. I just think her energy is absolutely unreal. And you know what? I'll just take this quick moment to say this because when, okay, I, as, as you both know, I was like sobbing through this whole episode, but when Sheila is you know, they're, Sheila's basically like hanging on Sister Julianne. You know what I mean? Like her head is on Sister Julianne's chest. They like have their arms hooked together. Sister Julianne is just holding her up, like letting her kind of like breathe through and like survive these contractions. And Sheila's really upset because she says, you know, I thought I'd be braver than this. I thought I'd be stronger than this. Like this birth is like really, really, really pushing me to my absolute limit. Just one second while that happens, can I just say, obviously I had a really bad birth and I, this is exactly how I felt. Like I just, when I watched this scene again, every time I've watched it, I've just cried and cried and cried really I had to stop it for like half an hour and cry yeah because that's exactly how I felt I thought I'd be braver than this I thought like I would be naturally good at this because I'm a woman and I should be and I just felt like a failure and it was awful and she was like I thought it'd be a dream <sighs> it's a dream why did I dream of this but it's a nightmare anyway sorry carry on no it's so true it's so true and I just think like none of us never none of us ever know what is gonna what it's gonna be like when we go through anything super super painful super challenging super new that we've never gone through before and I just thought that she was honesty and like like her vulnerability and her fear and weakness in that moment was actually just so beautiful and like amazing because it was just so real and so true and like yeah she she really thought like oh I've, I've been to thousands of births like I've done this before like I know everything there is to know about it but it's totally different when it's you right and so she's and the, and the other thing too that is so beautiful to me about Sheila and sister Julianne's like amazing amazing friendship is that they've been with each other through so many really huge life events and sister Julianne's openness and like her open-heartedness like through it all just accepting of Sheila and loving Sheila and just supporting her is so amazing and like I had to write this quote down because Sheila just says like I don't know how I'm gonna do this like I just you know I because they oh Sister Julian suggests that they start singing as a I way just to say kind actually of... maybe I'll change my mind because that really pissed me off <laughs> <laughs> you want to sing you can f off mate i'm not singing give me drugs carry on sorry no it's okay but so then she says well maybe we could try singing just as something to help you with these with these contractions and she says but all the songs i know are from my old life when i was a nun and i don't feel like anything really applies to me now like i don't even know who that person was anymore like was she even me like i feel so disconnected from that and then sister julian and like the tears were already flowing but when i tell you Same. they were just like cartoon bursting Same. out of my eyes now she says you are still all of those people people every woman alive is the sum of all she ever did and felt and was and when I tell you like I I mean I'm crying now like honestly if I if I oh it just oh that scene just absolutely was so beautiful and I just thought that advice tore me to pieces and I I truly think okay Sheila was giving birth when she said that but all of us have had major life transformations like when you get to a certain point in your life like you've really evolved so much from who you were you know x amount of time before and I just I don't know like that it just it just absolutely got me to my core and this show like always does and I already was feeling this show was so this episode was specifically like so profound but anyway so I well, mean I made a meal of it now but this her starting Julian singing. would be my choice for sure well, yeah the next scene was her starting to sing and then yeah. Dr. Turner sang and I'm sorry but that made me absolutely lol so I've gone from screaming crying to then screaming <laughs> laughing because he cannot sing I thought if that happened in my birth at least my husband's a good singer do you know what I mean but you know what I thought it was lovely that he, she started doing that and then he she knew that he was like right there with her because he was yeah. outside the door yeah and then also, she got him in which i think should have happened like i know it wasn't the yeah. good thing in the 60s but she was like we're not the same as everyone else 
Yeah, we're really in a couple. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, really, really. But that was actually a really beautiful scene for them. Like, they they sometimes can be a bit, like, I mean, I know I said it before, like, I love them so much, but sometimes they can be a bit bit much or whatever. But this episode, their love was so beautiful. Like, when, when he said something about, oh, she was saying about how every time he looks at her, he's a doctor, because she he was saying about yeah. her feet were swelling, and he's like, I wonder if that's because of this or that or whatever, or just like the normal foot swelling that happens when you're late stage pregnancy and everything. And then she says something about him looking at her like a patient all the time, and he's, oh, I, can't, I can't remember it now, I, I put it down for the quotes episode that we're going to do when we do the recap, but basically, he says, when I look at you I'd give you anything or something like that yeah I noticed that as well now backtracking slightly I did make a note when Dr Turner so this is just before Sheila had the baby and Dr Turner bought a cup of tea in bed and Angela had put a pink wafer on the saucer <laughs> now I had to babysit last hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So I slept over at my brother's house um, because everybody was out late. So I was with my niece and nephew. Now, they are a biscuit household. So I was woken this morning with a cup of tea, two malted milk biscuits. Oh, that's very cute. But that's just standard in their household. And I was like, for Sheila, that's a real treat. But literally every morning they wake up with biscuits in bed. Really? First thing, biscuit in bed. Yes. You know what? I've just become a biscuit office. Since I've done my knee, I can't lie, I've just used it as a big excuse to eat loads and (laughs) eat my feelings because I'm just like, oh, I have been really down. So we've just got loads of biscuits. I went to the shop the other day and I bought 17 pounds worth of biscuits and we tried, like I've got every single type of biscuit in the the shop and we've been trying them in the office with cups of tea and I'm not going to lie, it's been one of the best weeks of my life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Although, not that into pink wafers, Oh, back to pink wafers, though. I love the way she was like, the pain's all down my back and I've eaten a whole packet of pink wafers. They're like, I think a baby's coming. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so Dr. Turner goes into the birth and then he's with her and it's this really big supportive scene where there's Sister Julianne, which represents her old life, Jen, and Dr. Mm. Turner, who represents a new life and they're all together and they're bringing this baby. Oh, such good symmetry, yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And then she says, you have a son, May the Lord bless you. Lovely. And she's all she's overcome with emotion, Sister Julianne. And she says, may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And then they place the baby into Sheila's arms. And it's absolutely just, I was born. Oh, oh, and that baby is sublime. Like that little baby is so, so, so sweet. But you know what, girls? This is another call the midwife tradition. They have someone being born and someone dying at the same time. 
Yeah. They do that a lot, like the circle of life. Yeah. Someone going and someone coming. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to sing it. I don't want to torture our listeners. (laughs) I want us to have a show after this, so I'm not going to I may sing it, but we'll have to do a Patreon to give it a real treat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they have somebody starting a new life, which is Barbara. Yeah. Oh, oh, Becky, what a transition. Yeah. (laughs) So wait, should we, are we, are we moved on to, are we moved on to Barbara and Tom? Yes. Okay. This is Tom and his finest. I'm just going to say it. Like, I dog on Tom sometimes, but like, truly, this Tom in this episode is the best Tom. Well, you say that, there's there's one scene where he's like, oh, the wedding's just coming together. Yeah, it is, mate, because she's (laughs) doing everything. You're doing nothing. So well, they get calls him out on it too. I like that. They get yeah. married for three weeks' notice because Barbara's father is going to be a missionary in New Guinea for three years, and oh, Barbara yeah. is always so yeah. She's always dreamed that her father would be the one to marry her, and she could. When she talks about how when other girls dream about wedding dresses, she's always dreamed about her father being the one to marry her. Yeah, and she was yeah. saying she always dreamt of him. She always dreamt about the fact that he'd be the one at the end of the hour waiting for her. Because obviously usually dads walk people down the aisle. But she was like, but I'm marrying a man whose face I couldn't see and now I can see your face and he can't marry. And she just got really upset and I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah. And we mentioned earlier that Barbara visits the family planning clinic. How awkward was I mean, I think this goes to show that obviously Barbara and Tom are a really good couple, but also like nowadays, a conversation like that just wouldn't be awkward. No. Yeah. And yeah. she she can't even bring herself to kind of say. She just says that all measures will be in place. Yeah. Well, I what I think is interesting is that times have certainly changed, but I think that in this way, it's kind of interesting to see the difference because the assumption that you just that basically Barbara is saying it like okay we're you know everything's in place on our wedding night so that we can go ahead and you know do what we're gonna do but you know clearly Barbara is thinking that she's gonna keep working life is gonna keep going on whereas nowadays that would just be an assumption that you know you don't get pregnant until you want to get pregnant and for most people the idea that you would you know start that family trying journey at your wedding day would not necessarily be the case is what the assumption is there but I mean even even the discussion of sex is like so awkward for them both and Barbara at least handles it you know with practicality but Tom is just like oh you know he like kind of has this for awkwardness was sister Julianne being the one on the on the sexual health clinic basically like sister Julie a nun and people are coming in and that's going to make people feel really really awkward and (laughs) it really made Barbara feel awkward well who do we think was the woman that was actually giving the stuff out because I mean I'd we'd never seen her before no just by the way like putting in some oh the whole thing about the the diaphragm the diaphragm oh don't get me started i was like oh well i just like like, how does that feel and barbara says marvelous (laughs) (laughs) and then she doesn't ride a bike home oh the minute somebody says you try not to tense your muscles that's the the one thing you're gonna do (laughs) so anyway hang on let's get let's get back to it so oh sorry yeah come and barbara and then decide do you know what her dad's going to come and see us before he goes. Let's just have the wedding in three weeks when he comes because that's all we want. We're not waiting three years to get married because we're horny dogs. So, <laughs> brill cream episode. Otherwise, the whole of Donata's house would be covered in brill cream. <laughs> and it's that is not a euphemism. It genuinely is brill cream. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. So anyway, Nurse Crane was so good, though, sending a useful route to... Because she'd be like, oh, Barbara, you can be on uh, district duty and sending her... An, useful ways for her you know wedding admin um, yeah. but then the whole scene happens with sister julianne sorry sheila's choosing sister julianne and nurse crane was a bit on one wasn't she so then yeah. when it's actually clinic the next day nurse crane wasn't excusing barbara for the contraception clinic even though she had an appointment now normally she'd be a bit of a stickler for you've got an appointment at that time you should go but i i think here 
did. You th- I think she was still salty about it. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and she just yeah. took it out on Barbara. Yeah, definitely. So then, and she probably, so- Nurse Crane probably knew that Sister Julianne was on duty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, a rival. So yeah. we've already spoken about the fact that Barbara asked Phyllis to be a bridesmaid. But we haven't actually mm-hmm. spoken about how beautiful that scene was. Because oh. Phyllis was like, no, Barbara, no. Like, she'd done something awful. She said, you ought to choose one of your friends. And Barbara's wrote- really annoyed. And be like, I have chosen one of my friends, Phyllis. We've shared a room for over two years. You've taught me as much as anyone could about sharing my space with someone. Oh, it was just so, so cute. And I, I, love that, I love that Barbara can now speak Spanish. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. When she said "non lo so," something, 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 fortunata. Like you know, like <laughs> I just, I was like, oh my gosh! Like Phyllis learned Spanish, and then Barbara had to learn Spanish to help her learn Spanish. And I just, I thought it was so beautiful. Also, wait, can I just like pause because on this scene because for because I brought it up earlier and then we diverted, which is totally fine. And yeah, just now that we're back to it, like the thing that really touched me, and this is why I love this show. Like there are so many reasons in this specific episode of like the overall reason for why I love the show. But this scene especially I thought was so beautiful because this is something that gets said so rarely. But the thing is, I think that, I think that most friendships are like this, especially in our younger formative years, but especially friendships among women because friendships among women are so deep and thoughtful and beautiful and like, like caring and they always include well all good ones I think include like a lot of like paying attention to another person without them asking or telling you know just like noticing what do they like what do, what do they do like how do they behave like what are the things that are gonna you know that are really them at their core and then that's how you kind of respond to them you know like you know what drink they like so you order them that drink like you know you know like you know how their tea is made so you make you know that kind of stuff like women are really really good at that and to me when Barbara says I can go forward and live with Tom now because I know how to live with somebody because you and me together you showed me how to do that and how to be good at it I just I just love that so much and like I know I said it last week but the female friendships on the show are so beautiful and the thing is they're so deep and they are so multifaceted and they are so thoughtful and I just like this that scene is something we so rarely get to see you know like how wholesome like women's lives are and like how wholesome like our relationships with each other are and it just was so beautiful to me and I just that like her saying to Phyllis our relationship is now going to help me be better in this relationship with Tom oh I just I just love it so much it just it just was so it was just so beautiful and the writing whoever wrote this episode Thank you, Phyllis, for being like the best friends in the world. I am. I am (laughs) saying thank you to you two for being the best friends in the world. Oh, do you know what? I'm not normally schmaltzy, but I'll say it right back. Yeah. See, (laughs) see, I just. There was another scene, the other bit afterwards, where where she was saying, you know, I don't know who I'm going to get in my room. And and Barbara was so like, I don't know who they are, but they would be so lucky to have you. I know. I know. And she said it in Spanish. Oh, it's so beautiful. And also the fact that Phyllis says to it, like, you must choose one of her friends thinking that she's going to choose one of the younger midwives. And actually, when we chose who, which midwife we would choose, if we were in that position, we all chose older midwives and nuns. Mm -hmm. Who would you choose for your bridesmaid out of old then? Oh, that's a good question. I'd choose Barbara, but then I'd realise she'd make me look awful. So maybe I'd choose... You know what? I would choose Phyllis. I would choose Phyllis because I really feel like if I was if I was in that group, I would be friends with Phyllis. Like I would be like Barbara level friends with Phyllis. Do you know what? I'd she... try and ask them all. Just just wear just wear your outfits, your your own outfit. <laughs> yeah. Not you know an outfit. You, you, well, uh, you would you would do what Sheila did, which she which have like Chummy and 
Cynthia and Trixie and you know like you would have yeah. you would have them that way you do all of them yeah yeah yes. yeah I thought also it was so can sweet. we just talk about dresses as we're talking about dresses the wedding dress scene so after this Phyllis is all quite excited now and she goes with Barbara to try a wedding dress on right and Barbara's like oh I've only worn a dress and then she, Phyllis was like oh you've not worn a girdle what's going on and then I loved the scene because Phyllis was getting very very excited and I loved it but also she was really defensive of uh, Barbara saying if she pushes any harder for an off the shoulder neckline she'll have me to reckon with now I just <laughs> want to say what is a wedding dress seller done to the writers of Call the Midwife because do you remember this 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 one seems a bit like to have put her out a bit but do you remember the scene with Sheila with the wedding dress seller and she really yeah oh yeah maybe this is Heidi Thomas yeah Heidi Thomas's own experience. That's what I mean. <laughs> See, I, I'm sad to say this is one of our deleted scenes, and I really usually oh. I don't miss the deleted scenes too badly, but this one I'm really I'm really bummed about. Well, mm. also Nurse Crane gets really excited. She says, "I do have a favorite, but I'm not saying which it is. But you'll need a corset underneath it." Like she's just very getting excited. She was giddy, and it was so <laughs> lovely to see. <laughs> so I, then, love, I love Barbara's dress. I thought it was so beautiful. It was beautiful. But the morning of the wedding, now I can understand the logic behind it. Give Barbara longer in the bathroom. Why did they put her last? <laughs> you know that the, the water, water like, is going to run out. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. They must have known what they could have given her 20 minutes at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and then she had to wait, which didn't seem like the worst thing in the world, but it just was funny because I was like, I hope someone accounted for that. Like, and she just stood there, you know, it's not like she got to like sit down, have a cup of tea to wait, you know. Well, also, do you know what else I loved about the wedding day morning? How she was woken up. Well, she was woken up very lot, but then seconds later, they all came in and their singing was amazing. They need to form like a choir or a girl group. I know, I know. It was so cute. And they all had their hair in rollers and like the the wraps around the head and all that kind of stuff like that. It was so sweet. But can we quickly mention Tom, Tom Stag do because Oh, oh shout Fred, out to Fred. Fred took him on a stag do. They went to the black sale, the hand and shears, and then Wilson stowed dogs. <laughs> well and i love how i love fred's acting in that whole scene too because tom clearly had no plans to do it and then fred was like oh me and a few of the parish men's group lads like you know decided we wanted to do this like just fancy a bit of a blah 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 and you could tell that fred was like this is like i want to do this for tom but he also was like i really want to have a good excuse to like just pull just... one out of the bag you know <laughs> and i just loved i love to see where he woke up in the shed because violet was <laughs> If you're gonna cut, don't come home drunk. So just you just didn't go home. <laughs> but who was Tom's best man? They never Did show Oh, he showed up the next morning. We don't know who he was. But or I didn't see him in the episode. Well, we caught a glimpse of him at the top of the aisle, and he was dressed in uniform. And I was like, "Oh, who is he?" <laughs> Basically, if you're the actor. If you're the actor who played Tom, Becky fancies you, and she wants you to know Tom's best to... man. Tom's best man. Yeah. Yeah. But there was just no, like, I wanted context. Like, how did Tom know him? Like, where did he come from? Where Who's did he come man? from? Where, to be fair, to, I will say this, Beth, for the writers, they probably did do a scene, but there was so much to pack into this because it was the end of I season tie-up. I know. I like the way that he won loads of money at the dogs and Fred gave it him. Good old Fred as well. But it was, he, yeah. he chose a dog, called, a dog called Hello Nurse. Made me laugh. <laughs> and then something about 
Parson yeah. something or something like that. Yeah. Like, whatever was religious. And he was like, and get the missus like, something nice. And it's like the fact that Fred said that made his cogs whirl. It's like, oh, if Fred hadn't have said that, he'd just pocketed the money and done it with something else with it. But he's like, get the missus. Oh, actually, that's a really good idea. Well, but uh, the thing is, okay, now let's debate this because, so here's the thing. So they had this beautiful ceremony. It was totally gorgeous. Barbara was made up to the nines. Like, Barbara literally gorgeous. had Trixie's makeup, but like Barbara colors, like on her face. You know what I mean? Like, she had the pink lipstick and everything. But Trixie had clearly done her makeup. She looked absolutely beautiful. They're in the car. They're driving and then tom is like wait stop here now here's the thing i thought the same thing you did al i was like oh he he had a windfall of cash and he booked the carousel but the thing is there's no way that he could have like gotten a carousel into poplar two hours after he found out he had all that money but he did See, I think he, I think he figured it out and booked it after she told him the story. Because the thing is, no, like, I, I, th- I don't think... think he did. I don't think he did. I think we're supposed to believe that he managed to get it there that day. But the thing is, how? Like, there's no logistical way on yeah, earth. And it's that magical that TV land where lovely things happen. <laughs> Not real. Do you know what? Can I just say those scenes though on this carousel just made me absolutely ball. It was just gorgeous. Oh god. Well, this, and this is. Oh. And then it snowed, and then I was like, I'm the happiest girl in the world. And then I saw Alexander at the wedding. I thought, oh, it's a bit weird. Where are Tim and Angela? But the thing is, is that like... Where were Tim and Angela? Oh, nowhere. They no, they were, they were they, they were on the carousel. Oh, were they? Yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'll shut up then. Carry on. Yeah, no, no. But the thing is, is like, I just, again, like Tom, Tom doesn't often hit me this way. Like, I love him, but he's not, he doesn't, whatever. But the thing is, like, when, when he, he says to Barbara, like, you know, like, close your eyes and everything. And then she, and he takes her up the little walkway and stuff. And then the carousel is there and he says, okay, you can open them. And she's so shocked. And she's like, you did all this for me. And he says, I would do everything for you. And I just, I like, oh my God, like romance girls, absolute romance, like so dreamy, so cute. Like, and he, and Barbara deserves somebody who's going to do absolutely everything on this earth for her like amen like I just oh my god I just that was and like then they kissed and then they went to the carousel and it was like this whole full circle thing and just oh I just oh it was just I want to do one more thing from this storyline as well though Barbara's dad came and it was lovely they were doing like dancing scenes you had to practice dancing and you know also her sister couldn't come because she was heavy pregnant about to give birth but anyway she was was asking advice about what he needed to do and he was on the spot and he's like oh I can't really think well then he said you don't need you don't need advice you find joy in simple things and that means you'll be happy and you're just like your mum in that respect and she got really upset and cried and was all happy and it was just lovely I just wanted to it was beautiful it was beautiful well I just love like I had kind of mixed feelings about Barbara's dad from time to time on the show because like stuff she says about him I'm like oh he mm," whatever but that was actually a really beautiful scene like and and the way that he basically said you know listen like you don't need any advice from me on how to be like a great wife just who you are means that you are already great and and that is honestly the most reassuring and best advice you could give anyone yeah so i loved it i loved it should we do Was another storyline now should we do trixie and christopher yeah, yeah. <sighs> well i've not i've not got a lot to say about this i mean christopher asks trixie to meet alexandra but then she says your daughter like <laughs> like we're all who sick. else would it be honestly yeah. yeah yeah that was just for us wasn't it like alexandra your daughter <laughs> we're a bit thick yeah expository line there for sure She's very posh, isn't she, Alexandra? You know, yeah, but it's a very common is. theme with Alexandras. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Christopher's all posh. posh all over, yeah. Like, yeah. he's the one who got the sports car and takes him to pee and everything like that. Did but... you hear, Did you see that scene, Jen? Because they said, perhaps we could look in boots after we've eaten our Knickerbocker Glory. I and know, I thought, that is boots. Jen's ideal day. Oh, it really is. Knickerbocker Glory and then makeup shopping in boots. Oh, send me to the moon. I am, like, loving it. I am loving it. I was like, boots, call back to... What I would give to go into a 1962 boots and see what is in there oh my god if i girls this is gonna sound so stupid but honestly if i could time travel i would go in to the most 
mundane i like i want to go into grocery stores i'd want to go into drug stores i'd want to go into clothing stores. like i just want to see the stuff that like that you don't get to see anymore you know what i mean because all of that's the kind of stuff that doesn't really last houses <laughs> last furniture's last vintage cars last literature whatever that's great but like the stuff of everyday life like can you just imagine like literally time traveling back now 60 years to a gro- to like a grocery store or a boots and walking in there and seeing all of the like absolutely insane products that they would have all some of the things we know now but like all the original versions and like the original packaging and everything and then like insane stuff like crazy like menstruation pads that like come with like a belt that you have to like tie around your waist and everything just like insane like just like soap and like perfume and like uh, oh my god like and then if you go to the grocery store like all the cereals like all of the different things all of the canned goods i know i sound absolutely nutball right now but like i'm telling you well, I'm, no, i'm not gonna lie it would be mega interesting it would be my dream I, I would just love it i would love violet shop oh my god i know the notions yeah the absolute also, notions when she says i'm i'm struggling with two ply mohair i'm like let me see the struggle where is it <laughs> i would watch 10 minutes of now violet. that was all also a seamless link to the next storyline violet with going through the menopause oh, now bless i her think heart. they should have i'm quite shocked with that with the audience and with the amount of people writing or whatever and obviously all the audience are going through it all about to go through it or been through it i think they would have more menopause storylines in this if i'm honest yeah but you also think? the way she was like have you heard of it have you heard of the menopause fred and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> Well, but that's probably truthful because they probably hadn't. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't believe it, though. But bless his heart when Fred hugs Violet, but at the same time is fanning her. I just loved it. Oh, but also, what did he do that really made her feel more centred? Oh, yeah, because obviously, I mean, she's obviously not thinking that she's going to have children, but she's she's thinking of it very much as the change of life. And he brings Reggie back with flowers. Oh, killed me killed me well i just i just thought fred was so sweet because like again this is i don't know how big the male audience is for this show but like every man who's watching the show should just take a page out of fred's book because when vi says you know like oh don't touch me like i feel weird or whatever and he's like what's going on and she's like fred do you know what menopause is and he says no and then she's like the change of life and he's like oh okay i, I do kind of get an idea she's like i just yeah blah 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 she says her whole rant that you like literally just said and then he's like okay and then he just gives her a hug and it's just like i understand like you're you're beautiful like you're amazing like don't worry about it like i'm i'm gonna you know and just is like oh is he giving a hug because he doesn't really know what to do well exactly but that is what you do and you don't know what to do you just respond with kindness and compassion and empathy that's all you have to do like he doesn't have to fix it i love him can i also say that cliff parisi who plays him also likes those of our posts so if he listens i know oh imagine if you listen if you do listen please message in because we'd love to interview you or to interview loads of people that'd be amazing as well as you Cliff, you're amazing. Also, by the way, can I just add the little cherry on top of the of of the Sunday of that scene for me? Fred's in his overalls. Okay, <laughs> but with a with a he's got like a sweater a sweater underneath as well because it's getting colder. <laughs> I know, I know. And I was well, like, he knows to layer up. Do you know what I mean? The man, the yeah, man's exactly. Practical. And then, but like... I need to I need to mention the corset that Violet buys, and we mentioned this earlier. But the vi- the corset that Violet buys from Wilma mm. because she says it's breathable. That corset looked not did not look breathable at all. It looked as if it was made of rubber. Well, did you yeah. just hear? Did you hear my whole rant at the beginning of this? Like 
that course is not going to make her feel better. Just no. wearing nothing would make her feel the best. That's what she should just wear. It's like underwear and a bra and just leave it at that. Be as free as you can, honey bun. Like, no, no, no. Like covering yourself in all of that fabric and cinching yourself in is not going to be good. Oh, and I also need to mention because we get the end scene where everybody's on the carousel. Mm-hmm. And then Delia is starting to be look all wistful because she's really missing Patsy. Well, hang on. But- Let's rewind back to the start of the show as well because Delia's wait looking for, through for a letter, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Liz Crane knows, obviously, and she's like, no word from Patsy. And she's like, oh, no, nothing yet. Right now, also, until another bit I want to talk about really quick before we talk about the amazing last scene is Delia going to a gay bar and just basically complaining like, I I used to know who I was. I never, well, I loved it. But at the same time, I found it really strange that she went to a gay bar. Found it a bit, well, I just think I'd be a bit. Yeah, but. I'd be a bit annoyed if I, it's like she was she was talking to random women. If I if I was missing my husband and went to a bar and started talking to loads of random men, I don't think he'd be too chuffed. I know I wouldn't be chuffed if he was speaking to a load of random women about. She, wasn't, she, she wasn't cheating though. She was just talking. And I love yeah. that the woman that she was talking to was clear, could clearly see how vulnerable she was and just took yeah. care of her. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought it was hilarious when she. That wouldn't happen at my local. When she went on this big impassioned thing, she's like, I feel like a whole part of me is just gone. It's invisible. Like it never even existed. Oh, and then this lady next to her just goes, I'm going to get you a cab. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh. So anyway, it's fast like, forward to Bex. enough, like you've fallen in the abyss. Yeah, so well, fast forward to your scene, Bex. Yeah, yeah because ahead. Delia's then starting to think like she's really missing Patsy. And then who does she see under the railway arch but Patsy? <gasps> in the snow. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to mention it is because we had a debate. I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before. I was like, why do those two not communicate with each other better? Yeah. And you were like, she didn't have time to get in touch with Delia after the funeral. She was straight on the boat. No, she got the boat the day after the funeral. <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. I've written she could have made a phone call. <laughs> and then Bex is going to say she had a day. That's what I've written. <laughs> Well, she's like, I didn't know like you, were you had back. twelve hours and you didn't use it. Yeah. So there you go. She was she was grief stricken, but you know, apart from that, Bex. But she was yeah. like, I didn't know you were coming back. And then Patsy says, really seriously, I did. Whenever I go next, like, you're coming with me, really posh. And then they do a big snog, and I was like, yes. And that was quite dangerous to snog on the street like that. Yeah, yeah they, they weren't really around went the corner, for it, especially really. when everybody was like right there, like anybody yeah. could have seen them. Yeah, they really went for it. Yeah. They just couldn't Good. contain their emotions. Good. I'm glad they're back together. I, I yeah, I am too. Delia is kind of a bit of a spinning wheel without Patsy, you know, like a lot of their a lot of their storylines like kind of have to include each other. So I'm glad. Yeah, well, she was only brought in to be Patsy's. A girlfriend, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Shall we do Heroes and Zeros, ladies? Yes. Jen, have you even thought one? I have. <laughs> I do so. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Should we do Becky first? Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Bex. Okay, my zero is going to be Tom. <laughs> okay, zero is Tom. Yes. Why? Because Tom is like, this is all coming together so easily. It's <laughs> like a man to say that when but he hasn't done Barbara, any work. Barbara, it was anything but easy. The stress yeah. of trying to make her own wedding dress, just the logistics of every, like the fact Phyllis had worked her round so that she could do all of the wedding admin. All of the work that went into it was just went over Tom's head. Yeah. And then my hero is going to be Fred for just okay. being so lovely with Violet. Oh, I love it. He was going to be my hero for sorting out a stag do. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it because it's a different reason 
no, I'm going to use another hero. So my hero is Barbara's cape. That cape um, was outstanding. She looked oh, gorgeous. It was amazing C-A-K-E for the cape. Okay. Yeah, it was amazing for the wedding, for the, like the Christmas wedding. It made me want to get married in a cape. Loved it. Don't yeah. really like wedding dresses, if I'm honest. My zero is society for being really weirdly <laughs> judgmental about the concept of pill for women and the fact that Wilma had felt like she had to be secretive about it. And obviously, yeah. I don't think it could have avoided what actually happened to her. But at the same time, I just thought, ugh, it just made me angry. But actually, yeah. would it have made a difference? Because Dr. Turner might have known what was... Like, he's, yeah. he suspected a stroke, didn't he? Or yeah. a heart attack. He was asking if she'd had any pain in her arm. Yeah. Yeah. He did get there eventually. Yeah. Mm. All right. My zero is going to be Trevor Godden's Wilma's husband. Because I'm sorry. Like, he was just a caveman, basically. And, you know, I know there's no way for us to know this. But, like, I just am very afraid that he's just not going to be a good dad to those girls once Wilma's gone. And, like, he's just going to, you know, I don't know, just stumble along and, like, So, and also he was kind of a whatever husband even when she was there. Like, Wilma deserved a lot better. She was a bright, shining star. And he was kind of a blob. So, anyways, Yeah. yeah, just kind of a zero for me. And then my hero, I mean, oh, my God. Like, girls, this episode just really sent me. I am just going to say that my hero is the scene between two scenes in this episode. One between Barbara and Phyllis when Barbara asked Phyllis to be the bridesmaid. And the second one when Sheila and Julianne, Sister Julianne, are together and she's giving birth. And that whole thing. Like when they're, when she's like saying the thing about, you know, like you've been so many people and all of, you're still all of them at once. And, you know, all that whole part. I just, those two scenes just absolutely, I love them so much. I could cry over them again right now just thinking about it. Like they're so beautiful. The writing in this episode this week was so outstanding. Like give whoever wrote this episode an award. Like it just, it was so beautiful. It was so thoughtful. Oh my God. I just loved it. I so think we could hero. all agree this is a top tier for the midwife episode. Yes. This, this, this is another top five episodes of the yeah. whole series in yeah. my mind. No question about it. Yeah. Now, one of my, my favorite episodes is actually the next episode. Oh, ooh, listeners, are you hearing that? If I'm having a bad day, I put on the next episode. Oh, see? That's nice. You know, That's you know nice. what we got to do at the end? Well, we can discuss this offline, but I'm just saying, like, we should do like a top five ever called called midwife episodes. Yeah, we should. That's do a good that. show. Like, now, I've got correspondence here. Okay. Now, it's actually got loads of good stuff that I'm going to use for the listeners' special as well. But I'm just going to do a bit of a rundown of some little things here. But I, you're I hope you're not going to mention Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cindy is someone <laughs> online who basically criticised us, and we were like, "Why? Why are you bothering? Just we do this for free. Just go away." <laughs> Anyway, so this lady does not criticise us. She's amazing. Her name is mm-hmm. Aloe, and she's from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, I know. Oh my God. Puerto Rico, yes. Yeah. So she says, I just finished listening to your Series 6, Episode 1 podcast, and I, I love it. I adored how Sheila shared her pregnancy news with Dr. Turner. Nice. <laughs> we were criticising so it. cringe. But listen, listen. <laughs> Hang on, listen to reasoning. Both of them are medical nerds, and that is their quirk. She's right. Sheila yep. used to be the one yeah. to teach the younger nurses for each baby in class. In popular, they, they call it arriving arse first. And often in the background, you'd see drawings of that baby whenever she was around teaching or in the clinic. So we can sh- assume it's her thing, which Patrick loves because he, we know he finds her sexy whenever she's in her, her element. Yeah. The first time he saw her in a nurse dress, for example, lol. It's just <laughs> Wait, did you add the lol? Or did no, she no, she the- did. She did. Okay. It's just fitting for them. And it's even cuter knowing that Angela helped too, just like Tim helps his dad Posal. My only complaint is Patrick's lack of excitement, but men are a disappointment 99.9% of the time. <laughs> 
do you know what I have to say that whenever they're whenever they're doing some sort of class the boards that they prepare are always top notch yeah Yeah, they do like nowadays if we were doing that you wouldn't even be able to read someone's handwriting I know we'd have to make a powerpoint nowadays because we wouldn't be able to do it that way Okay, so she also says, I may be in the minority here, but I also don't, I, but I don't like Tom at all. The moment he left, I cheered, right? But that's a. <laughs> that's I think we're kind of whatever about Tom. Yeah. So, yeah. So, also, she says, random, but I went to Catholic school and we had nuns. They were so lovely. So, when people often talk about how Sister Ursula is what nuns are like in real life, it baffles me. The nuns I knew and grew up with were more like Sister Juliana and Evangelina. They were strict <gasps> but caring at the same time. It seems I'm the only one of the lucky people who encountered friendly nuns. Now, that's an amazing point of view because obviously. I love yeah. that. I love hearing that. Yeah. Now this and is I've the bit you never encounter I've never encountered a nun. So oh, you know. no. I, I have. I grew oh, up Catholic, so I I've encountered yeah, nuns. I've, the ones I've known have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this this is the bit that you really need to listen to. Okay. So okay. here's prep. Also, since I'm here, I just want to thank you all for making this podcast. I love it. You guys have made some of the, my more challenging days brighter, and I can't thank you enough. Oh, hello, we love you. Now listen, <laughs> Jen, your Spanish is horrible. <laughs> But we shall forgive you for that because I love how passionate you are about, well, let's be honest, everything. Oh. My English is also horrible. This is not hollow. So I understand your struggle. Keep up that passion. It's charming. You are amazing. Oh. Right? Hang on, hang on. Bex, you remind me of Jane. Please take it as the biggest compliment because I adore Jane. Your comments make me laugh the most because they are always so unexpected and I love them. When you were sharing your story about how Alex wanted to ask a question and you begged for them not to choose her, it is so relatable. (laughs) I am the same and worse. I would have pretended not to know Alex for the duration of the day if I were in your (laughs) shoes. Also, you not wanting to take a picture with Stephen made me laugh a little too much, and it's epic. You are amazing. Oh. And then she says, Alex, I'm still not over the flying squad debacle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Your honesty and bluntness makes me laugh a lot, and I love it. You being squeamish and a fainter about anything makes me lull because you couldn't have chosen a worse series to watch with squeamish people. You are amazing. <laughs> so then she asks those amazing questions that we will refer back to for the listener special, Allo. But we just wanted to say a massive thank you. Allo! Yeah. We love and we've you. also had Julie Coat as well as messaged us this week and I've, I'm going to use that for the listener special as well so I just want to say thank you very much we will use all these for the listener special so I'm, not, oh. I'm just not going to read them out today but yeah, I just exactly. thought that would absolutely lift your mood that I just oh. thought that would be so funny oh that's so well, you know, you know what honestly I mean we all love getting singled out with those beautiful comments but I, I think I could speak for all of us when we say like if anything we've given has given you like a brighter day any in any way shape or form like that that truly is just that's stunning but also so, it's the fact that someone's actually listening it's not us and you still it absolutely baffles me yeah. that people like talking to us about stuff and they did she genuinely knows us and listens because she's got us all bang on there yeah, i'm just thinking really? that, especially me being amazing but like i just think <laughs> how how mad is it that people actually listen to us and and care and care yeah i know i love it's it it's so beautiful it's so beautiful the power of this community i mean i just like this show really like if you like this show i feel like it it, it says something about you as a person in terms of like your interests and kind of values and stuff like that and i just think everyone who listens to this show just so sweet so sweet yeah, i love yeah. it i love it i'm so touched oh my gosh yeah. i know how and Allo, and Allo got to hear some of your beautiful spanish again today jen <laughs> i she thought did. that when she was doing it <laughs> she did none lo so something 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 fortunata <laughs> well also just another behind the scenes i read all the correspondence and i don't share it with them until the podcast because i want an actual real like, on, like a re- honest yeah, response from these two for yeah. it so that's the first time they've heard it 
Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And actually, I do need to work on my Spanish. And so if I get any better, it will be because you're a, because of your beautiful um Hang on, Aloe, how's this? Quiero una vino tinto, por favor. <laughs> Let us know. Y un oh, that was rubbish. Anyway, um, yeah, right. we'll, Next, we're working on it. Yeah, we, we have are... to. We, Alex, you and I have to practice our vocab, just like um, Phyllis and Barbara. I did a class about twelve years ago for about four weeks. Oh, see, I did so, yeah, French we... and German at school. Anyway, that's by the by. Next week we are. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we are watching the Christmas special, which I'm very excited about. Yes. I can't yeah, because what happens? Well, it's not very Christmassy because yeah, they have that. Christmas and then it's the worst winter and it's like weeks and weeks. They're like snowed in. Ooh, well, okay. if you want to watch along with us, so watch it and then listen along with us. That would be fantastic. And also it's going to be dropping on Christmas Eve. I know. Yeah. We, we planned that, listeners. Yeah. We, we, so we totally did. Very, did. It wasn't an accident at very all. Very thoughtfully. Like <laughs> six months ago, we thought, how can we make this work out? And yeah, yeah, it happened. So, yeah, that'd be amazing if you could watch it and listen along. And just remember to also give us a like, give us a subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X, which is obviously used to be Twitter. Look at me remembering it the right way around this time. Yeah. And then you can email us to recallthemidwife at gmail.com. That would be fantastic. Like and subscribe on yeah. any podcast yeah. platform that you If you, you have any to. questions for us, if you've got any comments, like hello, not like Cindy, we don't want any hate mail. Uh, but yeah, if you could send us anything, that'd be amazing as well we've got we're going to do the uh, listener special soon so any questions would be fantastic yeah. and uh, yeah have a fantastic week and we will see you next week see you next time Bye-bye. bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.